You're listening to the Mountainside Kairos Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mountainside Kairos Podcast. It's Thursday again, and if you've been listening for the last two weeks, then you know what that means. Thank goodness it's Thursday. You know, I started with this slogan a little while back, so I'm just committing with it. I'm just going to run with it, even though there's really nothing else that's that great about Thursday, but thank goodness it's Thursday. I mean, all the other days are great too, but it's good to be here. Glad you're listening in today because today's Bible reading, uh, which is from our Mountainside Bible reading plan, uh, is from Psalm 146 and also 2 Peter chapter 3. And when I was reading the two of them to decide which I was going to focus on, I found that they both actually went fairly well together. And so I'm going to try to pull a bit from each to both encourage you and challenge you today. And so Let's dive into Psalm 146 first. Psalm 146 is the first of the final five songs in the book of Psalms. And these are known as the Hallel or praise psalms. They were hymns of praise calling the people to worship in the synagogues or temple by describing the goodness and character of God. They were used to focus the minds of the worshipers onto God just as many of our songs do today. So to set the stage, the author of Psalm 146 calls people to praise and worship the Lord to who to, and he calls them to wholeheartedly commit to the worship of God. And this requires on the flip side them to renounce their dependency on man. You know, you cannot depend on both God and man. You cannot serve two masters. Either you hope and you trust and you depend on God or your dependence is on man. You can't have 80% trust in God and 20% trust in man. It just doesn't work like that. It is one or the other. And so we, we see this starting in verse 1 down to 4. It says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I'll praise the Lord as long as I live. And I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man whom, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. So in those verses, the author shows us the futility of trusting in man. Why trust in man to save you when he can't even save himself from death? He's going to die just like you will. He needs help just as much as you do. And sure, princes or prime ministers or presidents, they might be able to do good and help people temporarily. And we need to hold them to a standard in which they do so. But ultimately, it doesn't matter how good or how bad of a political leader they are, their salvation, quote-unquote, or help that they offer will only ever be temporary because they will die. And the help or the lack thereof that they offer will die along with them, or at least once they get voted out of office, since people don't really die in power in our democratic society of today. Um, So regardless of if they die or they get voted out, They're not a very sustainable place to put your trust. But that is not the case with God. You see, God, on the other hand, he is not only the creator of all things, but he is also the sustainer and the savior of all things because he is the great king who reigns forever and not just for a period of time. We see this in in verse 5 who says that those who put their hope in the great king rather than in not great human leaders they will be blessed. So I'm going to read verses 5 to 9. said, Blessed is he whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, 
the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. So God is the great king who not only made all things, but he cares for all things. And his reign is one of justice and righteousness. It is he, it is the Lord who cares for the weak and the needy and the oppressed. It is he who gives food to the hungry, hungry, the hungry. Um, And it is the Lord who lifts up those who are downtrodden. It is the Lord who can bring in to pandemics. You know, he is completely superior to even the best human rulers the world has known. And he does this not only for a season, not only sometimes, but he does it forever. You know, we need good human rulers, ones who are just and righteous. And there are plenty of wrongs in the world that could be righted through politics and legislation. But more than that, we need a king whose reign does not end after eight years, but who continues to reign. And who can not only fix problems temporarily until the next person gets voted in, but who can fix the problems of our world once and for, for all. You know, humans at their very best can only manage the symptoms of the world's sickness. But it is only God who can deal with the root of the issue. And, and that root, of course, the root of the issue and what our world needs saving from is, is sin and death because of our fallen world. And this is where Second Peter chapter 3 comes in. In this chapter... Peter is reminding his readers that one day Christ surely will return to judge the world and redeem it. Peter is saying that there will be people in those days, in the last days, that doubt that Jesus is coming back and who scoff at the idea that there even will be such a thing as a final judgment. But Peter assures them that that day will certainly come. So you better be ready for it. So we read in in 2 Peter 3, we're going to start in verse 8. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And then the heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in the lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? kind of sounds like bad news, but look at verse 13. But according to his promise, we are waiting for the new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. That is what we are hoping for. So let me challenge you with this question. Where are you putting your trust? Who are you trusting in? Is it in Jesus, the one who can come back and judge the whole world and and make a new heaven and a new earth? Or is it the human leaders of our world who can't do anything? Not anywhere close to that, at least. 
You know, this is a politically charged time. There are loads of opinions as to which leader is doing a good job and how things could be or should be or would be different if someone else was in charge. And, you know, I wish that that all these world leaders would just read my Facebook newsfeed because if they did, then they would know exactly what to do in this time. I'm telling you, the answers are all right there. Everybody's an expert. Now, could things have been or could be handled better? You know, maybe they, maybe they could be. But here's the thing. A new leader, as long as they are a human being, they cannot fix the mess that we're in right now. Even if we figure out how to combat the coronavirus, there will continue to be a different sickness and more death and more evil because sin is still around. So do not trust in human princes or leaders, but trust in the one who not only created our world, but who is able to redeem it. God created the first heavens and the first earth, and he is the only one who can make the new heavens and the new earth where righteousness dwells. You know, I was also reading Proverbs 21 today. Verse 1 says this, The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. So in this time, trust in Jesus and pray for our leaders. They need our prayers more than they need our critique. Because the one we are praying to, he is the true king. He is the Lord of all who is able to steer them wherever he wills. So I'm going to conclude the way that Peter concludes. He says, To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Have a great day.